This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Something that has never happened before will happen on Saturday in the shadows of Wallace Wade Stadium ESPN's College Game Day will be here for the first time ever because the Blue Devils are 4-0 and and Notre Dame 3-1, and albeit still a five-and-a-half point favorite over the Blue Devils in Durham, will be the featured game on ESPN that night, a 7.30 kickoff. Dave Harding from the Duke Radio Network will be there. Uh, first, thank you very much for giving us some time in what I'm sure will be a very busy week where ESPN is, I'm sure, begging you to give them all the info on why the Blue Devils are as good as they are. So, Is is this the Adam Gold Show? I thought this was ESPN calling to ask me to be the guest picker. Um, This is awkward. (laughs) I would love for you. That would be great. Would See... You know what the fear is? The fear is that they're going to ask like John Shire, right? And I, we we love John Shire. This should be about Duke football, not about anything else. Um, why is Duke? To me, I, I I think I told you this when we were uh, texting offline. I think Duke just looks like they belong more than anything else. They just looked the part. Yeah, I agree, and I think a big reason for that is the defense. Um, It's just a remarkable turnaround from what so many Duke fans, ACC football fans have known of, of the blue devils. Uh, I think uh, the performances that they've had all the way through the season. I mean, Clemson opening the the year, I get it was somewhat of a bizarre game offensively for the, the tigers, but to hold them to seven points and then, Outside of that, I mean, they, the only real points of consequence have been um, sporadic, and any points have come in garbage time, like this past weekend. Uh, this has been a, a completely dominating defense. You, you had some major question marks coming in with how the linebackers were going to look, what was the secondary going to be like, having lost some really good players, and uh, whether that's through the transfer portal or young guys, inexperienced players kind of stepping up, they have been excellent. And I think that's the big part in, you know, the age old cliche of defense wins championships. This, this Duke defense is legit. And I think that's what gets them put right into the mix in the conversation for college game day. And having been so dominant to this point to be sitting four and out. Dave Harding, Duke radio network is joining us here on the Adam gold show against Clemson, and that's the game that to probably has the most meaning. I know that if they weren't really good, and I think they are, they wouldn't have blown out Northwestern. They wouldn't have blown out Connecticut, uh, regardless of what happened against Lafayette. I mean, ultimately, they uh, they imposed their will on the Leopards. But ultimately, it's the game against Clemson that should have opened up everybody's eyes. They looked, they looked as good as Clemson. They looked... They they looked deep on the defensive line. They looked like they had tons of guys in the secondary. They had guys make plays. Um, to to me, that's the difference with this Duke team and even last year's team that went nine and four. Uh, they just have more guys 
that belong other than Dwayne Carter. Yeah. Who's the I mean he's me he I don't know if it'll be a first uh first round NFL draft pick, but I I mean I could certainly see him going in day 2. Who are the other guys that for you makes Duke's defense this good? Yeah, Dwayne Carter's definitely a pro. Um you've got Jamie on Franklin right in there uh, alongside him on the interior of the D-line that's playing well, but uh, it got to go to the secondary for where they've been so strong. They brought in two transfers, really three transfers. Jeremiah Lewis, who's a safety, was at Duke, transferred out, played a year at Northwestern, and then came back, and he has been fantastic for the Blue Devils. And then the two corners that have been seeing most of the playing time, Al Blade, the transfer mm-hmm. from Miami, Miles Jones, a, tex- a transfer from Texas A&M, like those guys have been dominant. And you mix in Chandler Rivers, Brandon Johnson, Jalen Stenson, the other safeties, and a nickel. Like That group has been playing as well as you possibly can. I think when you look at... Adam Gold in studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. What in your mind is the biggest challenge we face heading to retirement? Having income enabled us to not have to go to work, right? So when you get to retirement, you need the money from somewhere. We're supposed to be building our money as we work, putting it aside, 401k, whatever, 403b, TSP. But we need to translate that lump sum that we have into a lifetime income. We put together lifetime income plans showing you what your guaranteed lifetime income will be. The next 10 people, we'll do it for them at no cost. At no cost. Yep. Eight 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 four three zero zero one three or text Adam to six hundred seven hundred. From a mental perspective, where they are, that you rarely see busts. They're in position, but the tackling in the open field is the biggest difference. And you saw that against Clemson. To your point, not only was Duke deep, they were running with them, they were making plays, and this secondary is tackling so well in the open field. They're limiting explosive plays because, yeah, maybe a team will complete a 20-yard pass. Mm -hmm. They're not able to get those yards after the catch because Duke has been physical on defense. And this is a group, top to bottom, offense included, that is running better than a a Duke team ever has. Uh, We saw an offense, and Clemson's defense is legit. And week one, there were several plays where the ball carrier for the Blue Devils outran the vast majority of the Clemson defense to the pylon and to get into the end zone. So this is a group that's fast. They're deep. I think it's a huge advantage, even when you compare to what Notre Dame went through this past weekend, that not only are they deep, they haven't had to play a full game since the opening week. They've had opportunity to rest the starters in the second half every single week since then. (laughs) So this is a crew that is relatively healthy. I mean, Duke's Achilles heel has been in years past. Ah, this is a a really good team, but once you get past the starter, it starts to fall apart and they'll, they play the starters so much to try to keep up that they get hurt. And this is a group that, you know, four games into the season fresh should be ready to go and they do have a, a two deep sometimes you know along the defensive line up to three and four deep where they're very capable players to come in and and get to work dave harding is joining us here on the adam gold show so notre dame will be a different sort of a challenge for the blue devils because of how good notre dame is 
on both the offensive and defensive lines. And I don't believe Duke can count on Notre Dame only playing 10 men on the defensive side of the ball like happened in the last two plays against Ohio State, which may or may not have had anything to do with Notre Dame losing 17-14 on what amounted to the last play of the game. Um, with that said, what is uh, what does Duke have to do better to beat the Irish? We've been talking a lot about the defense. Um, there's no doubt that this Irish offense is the best unit that the Duke defense will have faced to this point. Uh, we, everybody's talking about Sam Hartman, the quarterback for the Irish. We know what he can do. Mm-hmm. They have a more than capable passing game, but I think the running attack yep. is the is the big concern and it's an offensive line that is the best group that the blue devil defensive line has seen the best group that the linebackers have seen. And then if anybody watched the game on Saturday night, they've got five capable running backs to cycle through and <laughs> yeah. their lead blocking kind of an old school style approach where go two back set, let one back lead and the next, the, the other one gets the ball. So you never know really which way it's going to go. That two back set is actually a similar look that, Clemson ran in week one against the Blue Devils and had success moving down the field. They just mm-hmm. fell apart in the red zone. So Duke's got to sure that up a little bit, and you've got to be ready for a big-time fight. I mean, it is going to be a physical game, and we're going to have to see does Duke's speed that we talked about in the secondary and their ability to tackle, are they able to knife in behind a physical O-line and get some of these big back? I mean, estimated their, their running back is – uh, he runs like a gazelle, and he, he's a bruiser. Yep. So this is, is going to be a challenge without a doubt. Offensively, yeah, Duke's offense, I wouldn't characterize as having been explosive. They've been consistent. Mm. They've run the football. Uh, they have moved the ball at, with limited mistakes. But at the end of the day, somebody's going to have to step up and make big plays on Saturday to get the win. You're going to have to find a way. I don't think you can just come in and bank on bullying Notre Dame up and down the field. Your playmakers are going to have to shine. Luckily for Duke, they have those. Jalen Calhoun at receiver um, being one of them that has the opportunity when they get in the open field. Jordan Moore, the other receiver. And unless we talk about Riley Leonard, the quarterback, I mean, he was the difference maker against Clemson. So Mm -hmm. I do think he neutralizes a lot of what Al Golden – and that's an ACC name if there's ever there been one. Um, the defensive coordinator for Notre Dame can do or will be willing to do because even on Saturday against UConn, there were several times that the Huskies had the perfect defensive call against what the Blue Devil play was. And Riley Leonard erased all of that mm-hmm. by holding it and being an athlete in the backfield, finding a way to turn what could be a negative play into – a, a slight game, and th- that's huge in terms of staying on schedule, and it's kind of been the big difference for this Duke offense. But do they have the explosiveness on Saturday to contend with yeah. what Notre Dame has? They're going to have to make some big plays. I would love to see their running game get cranked up. That doesn't in- that isn't Riley Leonard, but he's going to have to be a part of their running game either way. Dave Harding, it's going to be a blast of a week. I can't wait uh, for Saturday. Uh, and I appreciate your time, sir. And uh, we'll talk to you again very soon. Sounds good. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm guessing we'll see some other triangle teams show up at College Game Day. We'll we'll see. Um, <laughs> I'll welcome anybody to Duke's campus. All right, man. I'll talk to you later.
Talk soon. It might have been shade. It's, it's could be my, he did throw a little might, shade out there. Been, it might have been shadish. Oh, all right, cloudy well. all of a sudden. <laughs> Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery is a lovely kitchen, bath, and closet remodeling company. We do pretty much any of the utility spaces in your house. If you want to store things in your cabinets, if you want to work on things on your countertops if you want to uh, have a floor that can get wet or muddy we're the place to help you fix your home up we are the designery north raleigh located at 3030 wake forest road in the holly park plaza we would love to see you or visit our website at thedesignery.com